0: G. Sean, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings
1: from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
2: We can also ask Joe your questions for gambling weekend on the Dr. Pepper call in line 888 espn 888 3776 Well, at least Doc pays attention to the show. He, Doc knew, always- he,
3: knew, that, he knew that Max was
2: joining us. Yes. You, know. you have to understand, that's big news when I join a radio show. That, 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 that has reverberations around the world. I yes, we see- read the publications. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think so, but okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You should be happy about that. It's I'm good happy
4: thing. that we're yeah. a team. I like. Yes. I like the team.
2: Hey, man. Yeah. What? Team sport?
3: You sure?
4: Well, you're Keyshawn. Are you sure about? We get sure. it. Your you name sure? first.
3: No, it's not about my name being first. I'm just saying. Are you sure it's a team sport? Because I didn't know this was a sport.
4: Well, I kind of feel like media is a sport. Don't Two? you, to a degree?
2: No. I mean, I don't. Golf is a sport.
3: Because you have some very, very
2: bad Spelling bee is a sport. Oh, that's Why true. Can't well, you have bad sport?
4: teammates in, in basketball and football, too, now. I mean. I don't
3: know that I've ever had a bad teammate. Really? You've never had a bad teammate ever. What, what What is your definition of a bad teammate? A guy who pulls the team in the wrong direction. Any team that I've ever been on, when a guy like that, he ain't on the team no more. Uh-huh. I've never had a bad teammate. Have you ever had a. Because my coaches didn't tolerate. Bad teammates. So you were so you fortunate to have very good coaches. Yeah. Oh, duh. Except my first year well, I was when say, I had Richie coach. How about like, your first year? How about year? that?
4: There were any bad teammates in my, your first my, year trying to figure out?
3: My first year, Jay, I don't even remember my first year. <laughs> that's so.
4: why. That's why. Okay, fair. That's a long time, I time ago. I how tell you, you, know, when you go from. No, it, it wasn't
3: like, that. It's just that, you know, our rookie years. Yeah. Come on, man. I we, mean, did, we were not trying to find the building. We were trying to find a door to get out of the building as rookies. Because, you know, you're just having fun.
4: But that's the thing: when you get drafted to a bad team, those teams inevitably have bad habits.
2: Well, right? you were the, the number teams... two overall pick, so you went you went to a team that wasn't that great.
4: Yeah, and you have a lot of guys. Especially if you go to a young <laughs> you go to a younger team. We, we had, had a lot of dudes in our team that were trying to get their money. Yeah, we asked So some it was more bad. about them individually
3: than it was about how the team does. Hey, you say bad teammates. I wouldn't say I had bad teammates. I would say I had bad influencers. Bad, bad. <laughs> on the team? They on ba- the team. On the team. That's, say, <laughs> really, that's a better way of saying, a saying a it. That's a better way of saying, way of saying it. it. Because yeah. they were not bad teammates. It's just that some of the positions that we may have been in at such a young age
2: probably wasn't good for our careers. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, meaning taken. But I do think that's why, Key, you were a winning player is because you didn't – you know, there's no way. You play with that many different dudes on that many different teams. Of course you had bad teammates by almost anyone's definition, but not by your own. You didn't see it that way. No,
3: you didn't. You, because, again, Bill Parcells wasn't going to have bad people Thank on you. our team. Neither was neither was Tony Dungy. You know, and then Dungy's crew was a whole – John Gruden came in, and, and our crew was already set in stone – with Dungy, and then I go to Dallas with Parcells. He was not having bad but teammates.
2: Bad pe- that's but, interesting. I want to back up right there. When you say bad teammate, you said because we didn't have bad people on the team. You think you have to be a good person no, to be a good teammate? I wouldn't say
3: that we didn't have bad people. I said bad teammates. See, there's all three things are different, right? Influencer, teammate, person. Mm-hmm. I didn't say we didn't have bad You people. did at one point. You said no, we didn't have bad
2: people on no, the team. No, no, no. Bad
3: teammates. Teammate. Because I've had bad people. But they were good teammates. But they were good teammates. Or at well, Max, least not bad did, ones. Did, did, yeah. did
4: you hear the caveat, though? The caveat was he said names like Bill Parcells, yeah. Tony Dungy. Yeah, we wouldn't have Dudes that demanded that type of respect. John Fox. If you get drafted it. to a team, like he said his first year, that where the coach doesn't have the clout, and you have players that are making more than the coach, or oh, the players in there saying, oh, I'm going to tell you what the deal is here because if, you
2: don't, you're not in that position of power. If you play a long time – at the t- highest levels, and you have almost always good coaches, it says something about you as a player. The guy that we've worked with, I'm sure you worked with him in LA at times, Rick Fox. Oh, yeah, you had, right? pretty rookie. Rick Fox, look at the dudes that Rick Fox played for from Dean Smith to Phil Jackson and everyone in between, the guys who drafted him, Red Auerbach, like the guys who wanted him. So there's a reason for that. There's something about Rick Fox that all those talent evaluators and those top coaches wanted that guy. And well, so his experience is going to be a lot different. Than the dude who all those guys didn't want, he winds up in bad coaching situations, like a compounding advantage or a compounding negative. We, we
4: had myself, <laughs> Jamal Crawford, and Jalen Rose in the backcourt. Oh, think about that yeah. as a young backcourt.
1: Yes, yeah, Jamal dudes.
4: Crawford, one of the most prolific one-on-one players you ever see, and a good dude. Ball. Jay Rose can take over the game in a heartbeat, and, and a we good dude. We were running the triangle, yeah. and we were trying to feed the ball down to Tyson Chandler and Eddie Curry. Like, that's Bill Cartwright was our coach, first-year head coach, on the job, trying to figure out personalities. I mean, it it says a lot.
2: Again, your chance to ask Joe Fortenbaugh anything about the gambling weekend on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. And ESPN Daily Wagers, Joe Fortenbaugh joins us now. Good morning, Joe. What's up, Joe?
1: Ever have any bad teammates, Joe? (laughs) Gentlemen. <laughs> I was enjoying the love fest there. You guys did a nice 180. You came out. You talked about being a team, liking one another, and then immediately Keyshawn said something. Jay will jumped on top of him. It was fantastic. That was beautiful radio right there. Oh, well,
2: thank you very much. Um, how does the Panthers' defense affect the spread early in the season, Joe?
1: Well, coming into the season, there were a couple of different opinions of the Panthers. Mostly they were an afterthought in the NFC South. Let's be honest, we all know the Buccaneers were the favorites, and then the question was whether or not Jameis Winston was going to be able to adequately replace Drew Brees and take New Orleans to the next level. While we all thought Atlanta could be lying in the weeds, maybe Arthur Smith, the new head coach, could come in and jumpstart that team. Well, it turns out they've been terrible, and Carolina has been fantastic. Now, you can point to the win over the Jets and say it was the Jets. That's fine. But you can't point to the win over the Saints and take anything away from them there. Because just one week before that, we were praising the Saints for hammering the Green Bay Packers. Caroline is currently number one in the NFL in opponent yards per play. Number one in the NFL in opponent third down conversions. Number one in the NFL in scoring defense. And tonight in Houston, you're seeing some of the money coming in on the under. It's only 43 points. But Caroline's defense combined with the fact that Houston's going to start rookie quarterback Davis Mills tonight could be trouble when it comes to scoring. However, the over is cashed in every single primetime game so far this year. So take my advice with a grain of salt. Uh,
3: Caesars updated the win total uh, after two weeks. So what's the telling sign?
1: Well, don't overreact would be number one. You know, we had the first game of the season, and what were the two big narratives coming out of that, that week, right? A Baltimore could be cooked. This could be the end of Baltimore. He can't pay Lamar Jackson any money. The guy's going to be trouble. He has too many bad games. And then they go out and they beat the defending AFC champion, Kansas City Chiefs, as an underdog with a great fourth down call at the end of the game. Same thing with Tennessee. Big problems on the offensive line. Big problems in the secondary. They go up to Seattle. They erase a 14-point deficit, and they win that game in overtime in front of a hostile crowd. So we don't want to overreact too much. You're seeing some adjustments to the numbers when it comes to the win totals because ultimately some of these teams through two weeks could be a lot worse than we expected. Some of them could be reinforcing some of the data points we saw coming into the season. I think a team like Carolina is an excellent example that people might be willing to buy into their defense. And then conversely, what you're seeing in Miami, who I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit, is a situation where the quarterback is still a problem. If we were high on Miami coming into the year, maybe we want to back up on that because it doesn't look like that situation has improved at all this season.
4: Wait, Joe, t- tell me about something because I saw it on the paper for the first time and it has my mind blown. Tell me about this parlay where somebody bet $25 <laughs> to win
1: $775,000. So... You get a lot of this, right? Parlays can be fun. If you're just getting into sports betting, parlays are a sucker bet. There's a reason casinos and sportsbooks offer them, right? What are the odds? There's a guy we work with here in Vegas. He's our security guard. The guy is awesome. I talk to him every day on the way in. He runs all of his bets by me. We kick stuff back and forth. I'm always hearing about a five-team parlay where one team missed, a seven-team parlay where one team missed. And I'm thinking to myself, if you just bet those seven games straight up, you're going 6-1, and, and you're turning a nice profit. Now, parlays are attractive because they offer you the opportunity to wager a little bit of money in exchange for winning a lot, like you're bringing up. How often are you going to hit 25 games in a row, however? <laughs> I mean, the best of the best, the best of the best are trying to hit 55%. If you hit 55%, you're making money in this racket. You need to hit about 53% to offset the juice. So if you're hitting 55 or higher – You are a professional. You could do this for a living if you can sustain that over the long term. Parlays are fun. I'd advise against them, though. You're not going to make money on that long term.
3: Mm, Good advice for me. Now that we're in week three, uh, Joe, (laughs) (laughs) what over under bets give you calls or pause?
1: Two I would look at would be the one I mentioned tonight. I like the under when it comes to 43 points in the Thursday night game. Another one I'd put an eye on is the Cleveland-Chicago matchup this weekend. The total's been dropping a little bit. It's down to about 46 points depending on where you look. Chicago's going to debut Justin Fields as their starting quarterback. This is already an offense that has a lot of problems, okay? They're 31st in the NFL in yards per play. The offensive line is leaky, and that's a compliment because I could go a lot worse with how to describe the way they play football. And with that, you're going to start a rookie quarterback who, I I got a lot of hope for Fields. I think he has a lot of potential. He didn't look that great to me in the preseason. He didn't look that great in substitution of Andy Dalton last week it's going to take some time and you're going to debut him on the road in the dog pound against a very good pass rush led by Miles Garrett I don't think Chicago's offense is going to get a lot going in that game now conversely the Cleveland Browns are going to be down Jarvis Landry at wide receiver and they like to run the ball to begin with with Nick Chubb you run the ball you grind the clock you control the tempo game moves a little bit faster 46 points feels high to me there I'd play the under on that one
2: Uh, with all these quarterback injuries and the you know, reset, and stuff, Tua, and this one, that one. How much value does a quarterback hold uh, in changing the line, Joe? We know some positions don't do anything usually, but, like,
1: quarterback, I'd imagine, moves the line. Almost every position does nothing except for quarterback. You might have a situation here or there where a star player's out, and as a result, maybe like a Rob Gronkowski in his heyday, and as a result, the perception changes wildly a lot of money comes in and then the books are forced to make an adjustment but for the most part it's only going to be the quarterback position and wide receiver when Keyshawn was playing if he was out there'd be a massive adjustment 10 points everyone know you couldn't bet on the team anymore because all the star power was gone now back to the issue at hand if you look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers when he was at his absolute best and he's still playing pretty well Rodgers was worth close to eight points to the point spread. There was a game a few years ago where Brett Hundley had to fill in for him, and there was an eight-point adjustment from the announcement of the injury to the announcement of Brett Hundley starting at quarterback. The elite of the elite, the guys like Peyton Manning, the guys like Drew Brees in their prime, those guys are going to affect the point spread in a big, big way. When you look at the situation in Miami with Tua and Jacoby Brissett, Not a lot of movement there. Still sitting at four. When you look at the situation with Fields and Dalton, that game was sitting on seven. The announcement came that Fields was starting. It's still seven. You didn't see a lot of adjustment there. So some of that is the fact that Tua struggled and Brissett has a lot of experience. Some of that is that Dalton was injured in the game on Sunday, so the bookmakers knew that was coming. But ultimately, it all comes down to how good the quarterback is. If we found out Brady wasn't playing on Sunday, the Rams would be a favorite of more than seven points in that game.
2: Ryan in Kentucky is on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 3776 and he has something to ask you, Joe.
3: Yeah, hi. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, I just want to know, are you – going anywhere near the Rams-Bucks game at all, uh, it's, it's a toss-up for me.
1: All right. Great question. So that's going to be the marquee game on Sunday. The total sitting at 55, 55 and a half. I think you're going to see the public all over the over in this one, right? We love to root for scoring. The public doesn't want to bet against scoring. And based on what we've seen so far from that Tampa Bay defense combined with what both offenses are capable of doing, feels like a lot of people are going to want to play that over. I haven't made a decision on that yet. Here's what I do know. This game opened with Tampa Bay as a small underdog, and as a result, just about every pro I know in the business jumped on the Buccaneers. They felt they should not be an underdog in this game. It may have been one, one and a half. They jumped all over Tampa. The line moved through zero. Tampa Bay became the favorite in the game, and now they're up as high as one and a half. So you got to ask yourself, are you still comfortable with that information knowing that Tampa's got to cover the one and a half? The Ram defense hasn't been as stout as it was last year, but how could it be? They were number one in total defense, number one in scoring defense. This year, those metrics have dropped off a bit, and they're 26th on third down, which is a bit alarming. But Tampa's defense has struggled as well. And with Antonio Brown testing positive for COVID, not knowing if if he's going to play, that takes some of the firepower out of it. So not one of the games I love this week. Ultimately, the brown news is what's swaying me. If he goes, I lean the Tampa. If he doesn't, I'm probably going to find myself backing the Rams.
2: Joe Fortenbaugh on with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. You're asking him questions. 888-SAY-ESPN on the Dr. Pepper call-in-line. 888-729-3776. Corey in New York. What you got for Joe, Corey?
3: I'm wondering
1: what is the betting survival pick this week. Is the Carolina Panthers a smart pick? Alright, so when it comes to Survivor, you have some interesting options that are out there this week. I don't know if I'd want to play Carolina on the road on a Thursday night. There are a lot of variables there. Davis Mills getting his first start. What do we know about him? The anticipation is that as a rookie, he's not going to play very well. But there's a stat out there that rookie quarterbacks making their debut on Thursday night football are like 5-0 and against the spread over the last X amount of years, 10 years or so. So... I'd be careful with that one. I'm not saying it's a terrible pick. If you want to look for a couple good ones, Denver over the Jets feels like it's going to be a very popular play. Denver is making its home debut this weekend. They're double-digit favorites. They're top five in opponent yards per play this year. Teddy Bridgewater has been fantastic since he took over that team. The Jets turned the ball over a lot. Now they're traveling across the country. They're going to be playing at altitude. Zach Wilson's going to be going against a Vic Fangio defense that's probably going to drop a lot of pressure. I think you could look there. You could probably look to Arizona over Jacksonville if you want to take advantage of the Cardinals situation. One issue with the Cardinals I'm not saying don't bet them, but they do have a road date at the Rams on deck in week four. When you're playing a lousy team like Jacksonville, you could get caught looking ahead in that situation. File that one away.
2: Joe, meantime, it doesn't look like the Raiders are giving too many points um, to the Dolphins, and the Raiders are hosting them, right? Aren't they? they, They're at Vegas, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that spread looks That game is in Vegas, correct. That that, that spread looks narrow to me. Hey, Joe, I can answer that
3: for you. That's because Jacoby Bursett is the same as Tua. Not much drop off. Even so, I,
2: even so, based <laughs> wow. on what based on what Miami's looked like so far, does that spread surprise you at all, Joe?
1: Okay, so what's going to happen in this game is that the public is going to line up to smash the Raiders. And the Sharp guys are going to come in on the other side and they're going to play Miami. That's what you want to keep in mind with this game. I think we may have talked about this before. Vegas has something called a look-ahead line. Uh, Point spreads that come out for the games a week in advance. So we're entering week three, but there are point spreads out there right now for week four. Those are the look-ahead spreads. We're looking ahead to next week. Take those lines and compare them to the spreads that come out Sunday after the games have concluded and look at how much of an adjustment has taken place before week 2 when the Raiders were 1 and 0 and the Dolphins were 1 and 0 this point spread on the look ahead line was pickem it was an even game pickem after the Raiders beat the Steelers and the Dolphins lost to the Bills, it moved to Raiders minus four. That mm. is a huge adjustment. Huge adjustment through the key number of three. That's what they call an over-adjustment. The world's going to line up to bet the Raiders. I would be looking at the Dolphins this weekend.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. The other one is New, wow. New Orleans. Yeah. Orleans that you mentioned earlier, New or- you can't say anything about the Panthers because they had that win over New Orleans, but New Orleans has not played a home game because of the hurricane. Um, they they are their coaching staff got like seven guys at COVID, and it seems to me like that New Orleans team was not representative, or at least maybe week maybe neither week was super representative of what New Orleans actually is. But maybe it's even less representative um, week two, and New England is consequently a uh, what do they got? They're 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 favored by a field goal at home, so they they're calling that basically yeah. a pick 'em game yeah. on a
1: neutral site, give or take, Joe. Something like that. Yeah. So that's what we've got right now. New England's laying three. This is a tough game to cap because if you're looking at what just happened last week, all right, the Saints look terrible. The Patriots look fantastic. The Patriots should roll. Well, let's go back one week before that. The Saints crushed Green Bay and the Patriots are fumbling on their way into the end zone to try to win the game. And they end up losing to Miami. Same Miami team that just lost 35-0 to the Bills but we're going to give the Patriots credit for beating up on the Jets, but we don't want to give the Panthers credit for that, right? These are the types of biases. These are the types of things that can get in your way when you're trying to accurately assess a team's chances, right? You got to stick to the numbers. You got to stick to the facts. And right here, I... I don't really have a bet on this game right now. I lean a little bit to New Orleans because of the overreaction. I like what I'm seeing from Mac Jones and the Patriots, but Mac Jones is only averaging 6.8 yards per passing attempt. He's not exactly throwing it down the field consistently. Now, New Orleans, as you mentioned, Max, last week had a lot of issues with the COVID situation on the coaching staff, but they were also down Marcus Davenport at defensive end and linebacker Quan Alexander. If those guys are able to come back, that's a big boost against a guy like Mac Jones. That could be a tightly contested affair. And having three points in your pocket could be extremely valuable. So keep your eye on the injury report. I lean to New Orleans right now, but it's not a strong play for me.
2: All right. Now we've got to put our money where our mouth is. It's time for house money delivered by FanDuel. We each started with 100 bucks. Joe and I are below $100, and Key and Jay are currently making money. Yes, that is correct. Joe, let's start with your picks. <laughs>
1: All right, three games. All three games are going to be me risking $5.50 to win $5. All three are the same wager amount. We're going to start with tonight's game. I am going to play under 43 in the Carolina matchup against Houston. Carolina's defense wildly underrated, in my opinion. First in opponent yards per play. They're going to come in the Houston on the short week. They're debuting a new quarterback in Davis Mills. I think it's going to be trouble for him. Carolina wants to run the football with Christian McCaffrey under 43 points. Game number one. Game number two, the aforementioned Miami Dolphins plus four in Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. I just think it's a huge overreaction going from a pick 'em to minus four points when the quarterback change is from Tua to Jacoby Brissett. Brissett has plenty of of experience as a starting quarterback. And remember two things: Miami is six and zero against the spread in their last six games, coming off a loss. They've proven to be resilient. Miami's also 10 and 1 against the spread in their last 11 games after giving up 30 the previous week. They were humiliated by a divisional rival 35 to nothing. You are going to get a great week of practice out of the Miami Dolphins, and you're going to get a much better defensive effort. Miami plus four is play number two. Play number three is going to be the under 46 points in the Bears-Browns game. Justin Fields commanding an offense that ranks 31st in yards per play. Issues on the offensive line. It's a road date at the dog pound. Cleveland wants to run the ball, and they're down Jarvis Landry. I don't see a lot of scoring in this one. Under 46, Cleveland in Chicago.
2: All right. Key, who you got? Who are you putting your money on this? one? I got it right now.
3: I got 122 left, so I'm gonna take and I'm going to drop a mad 50 pounder on Denver. 50, yeah, on Denver to cover against the Jets. Altitude, Zach Wilson, a nice defense, Teddy Bridgewater, Vic Fangio are gonna eat a young pup alive. So I'm gonna drop 50. that. I'm gonna drop that 50 hammer yeah, it, to cover. He's keeping it interesting. That's got for it? sure.
4: Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with $30 for uh, the Panthers $30. to cover versus the Texans. I think, what are they, minus, minus 7.5 or minus 8? Evan, I, I'm, anyway. I, uh,
1: I believe we're, we're, we use Caesars. Could Caesars. be sitting around 8, 8.5. We'll keep an eye well, on that. That's the difference,
4: though, man. 8.5, Joe. Don't make me nervous. Get my armpits starting to sweat here. <laughs> well, I, I need to get all the odds in front of me. I, I need everything in front of me. I'm getting stressed out. Can we, can we do this when we have a little bit more time?
2: No, we're going to do it right now. Because we're, we're well, the I'll, I'll, well, this, is, this is what I'll say. I'm going to take the Seahawks on the money line. I'm going to put five bucks on that. I think the Raiders just win games this year. I'm confident in them after that win at Pittsburgh. I am going to say that uh, – sorry, what I just say? The Seahawks cover, rather. Seahawks cover what I put? Five bucks. Okay. The Raiders – no, no. Seahawks on the money line, I got five bucks. The Raiders to cover, I have five bucks – and the Browns to cover, I got five bucks. Okay, so those are my those are my picks. Okay, I got
3: one. I got one more pick, Evan. I'm gonna drop fifty on the under on the night's game, Houston, Houston, um,
2: Carolina, on the under. On the under. What's the What's the uh, point total? What was it?
3: It was 40. three. Forty,
4: 43. 40 43. Yeah, 43. on the under. Fifty.
2: Yeah, yeah like, fifty he, bucks. he just wagered a hundred bucks.
4: Yeah. All right, Evan. I got I got thirty on. I'm taking. Um, I'm taking seven and a half, or if it's 8 for Carolina to cover I'll take 20 on the under it's 8 I'll take it I'll take them to cover I'll take 20 on the under and then I'll take 20 on the Cardinals to cover versus
2: the Jags there you have it you should put more on them. house money's delivered by FanDuel get your first <laughs> bet risk free when you sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook using promo code KJM thank you Joe we will see how we do after uh, this weekend
4: Joe, thanks for stressing the juice. You gotta make sure yeah. Evan puts that in there. You know what I mean? I need juice. some juice. <laughs>
1: juice. <laughs> yo, Evan was trying to rob. Me. Factoring that Evan in, Evan was trying to rob me. I'm looking at the scores. I'm like, how come I'm paying juice and no one else is paying any? Yeah, juice? but see, I don't, <laughs> don't like that though.
3: I don't like paying juice. I don't, I don't like that. Much more coming up. On I gotta pay people for paperwork. Thursday
2: night football. And here on Keyshawn, J Will, and Max, so we welcome oh, That's How y'all feeling tonight? Bart Scott, co-host of Bart and Han, on set with us right here. Bart Scott giving the straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, uh-huh. no compromise. What we doing? I wrote this in
3: four part harmony.
2: Four part harmony. <laughs> Say, man, we, no other morning radio
3: Mm-mm. show in sports. Rock the tunes the way we do, man. Mm-mm. Okay, that's y'all be on there in the afternoon playing hard right, rock on, and roll on, and stuff. Come on, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know what y'all Bart. I didn't go there. I didn't go there. He ain't with you when you're wrong, bro. See,
4: but the, don't let Earth Wind and Fire last. Don't let Keith confuse you with the soft tones right now. You know, this is our energy. This is our vibe. You know, Bart. We were, we were.
0: Tell him, girl. Mm. Would you like?
2: You, would you like? Break? All
4: offbeat. Mm.
2: Yeah, he was <laughs> in high school. I, don't, I can't even he, tell he, the he tune. Like, I can't detect anything. He hey, like, nah, he I like, ain't seeing.
0: I'm a faker. He, he like the black dude at the uh, at the wood.
2: <laughs> oh
0: God. Oh God. $40, $200 a
3: These nope. are two hundred dollar Farragon. You got that rope. You got that rope. Where y'all find this dude at, man? Same place that the Miami
2: Dolphins are gonna find Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. At yeah, quarterback. Yeah, this week. we we were we were I wouldn't say arguing about it. What Key yeah. likes to say no, is we no, were having we, a conversation. We were having a Conversation, of yeah. discourse, but but you know we're talking about because we just we're talking to Joe ball about the line and what affects it and this and that and how the line didn't move yeah. with Tua out and Brissett in, and I was just saying someone because like, I put fifty bucks on it, Tyrod mm-hmm. Taylor I think yeah. actually makes the odds better. Like Taylor to me is a better quarterback than Brissett or Tua, and then when I think about Bridgewater, I think of how much and this is a theme of keys how much of all this stuff is branding. Yeah. Right. And how much of it is real? Where are you on that with those quarterbacks I just mentioned?
0: Well, for me, when you think about Teddy Bridgewater, I think he's proven that he is a franchise quarterback. He was that in Minnesota before he got injured. Right. And then what happened is, much like Alex Smith was early in his career, he he wasn't he wasn't um, daring enough to push the ball down the field. Understanding that in today's football league, you have to try and get easy scores. You can't just try and have these 13, 14 play drives. He's adjusted his game. And and, and to Von Miller's point, he's been just what the Denver Broncos have needed, a game manager, but somebody that can make the throws one or two plays a game to win a football game. But see, I would argue against that, right?
3: on being him being able to push the ball down the field. You would have a you. Com- you conversate against that. Did I say argue? Yes. yes. Okay, I would okay, so I would conversate yeah, against yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah. on pushing the ball down the field, Bart, because for Teddy Bridgewater, it's all about the play calling. You know and I know. Mm-hmm. If I get you and I say, Well, you know, that Bart Scott, he's just not our blitzer anymore. He can't he can't yeah. quite get there. So the first thing we do is we stop blitzing Bart Scott. Yeah. And then he goes to the New England Patriots. And he just blitzed. He he lead the league in sacks. Right. And it's because I didn't put him in that position. Teddy Bridgewater all of a sudden is pushing the ball down the field yeah. because Pat Shermer is allowing him to push the
2: ball Which down the breaks field. breaks my heart as a Giants fan. Go
4: ahead. No, Go no, ahead I was going to gonna say, Max. speaking
2: of putting someone in a position, this is another pet issue of Keys yeah. before the season started with Sam Darnold. Why are the Jets moving on from right. Darnold? They've never been in a bu- he has looked pretty good so far with the Panthers. Where are you with it Sam Darnold? They look great,
0: but will Sam Darnold look like that if he's with the Jets? Well, the, the the issue is the Jets weren't ready to win, so they wanted to reset the money, right? So resetting the money allowed them to go with a young quarterback that they felt like can be just as good as Sam Darnold, but maybe even better. So they wanted to reset the money so that they can go out and build a team around them, because that's how you win in this league right now. Early on, you have guys that like you rather you want to go to – um, Patrick Holmes, Mahomes. Man. That's how you do it, right? You go out, you, you build a team around him early in, in Russell Wilson's career. You go out and you build a team around him because you can spend high money. And then when it comes time <laughs> for your quarterback to carry the team, you're going to lose those pieces. And that's why the Jets well, By that, that point, well, he can carry a team. Right, he can right. carry a team. I'll, so that's, I'll that's,
3: never buy into that theory, but that's just me. I mean,
0: well, listen, no, I, no, I, no, just look at the teams what? I was on. You know, when you when you talk about it, right? Like the Jets went on a spinning spree because we had Mark Sanchez, which allowed them to go get Alan Fanica, Damon Woody, uh Chris Jenkins, myself. Big James. You know, bring in Trevor Price, uh Ladanian Thomason, uh uh
3: but but they brought,
0: names but they brought, they, in, they, okay, they said and D Wood, yes. that's, that's some big, set, some big guys up big, front. That was big yeah. spending. We all set the market. When I came here, I was the highest paid linebacker. They brought I don't in, I Well, hey, hey, sometimes you got to steal. They brought, they brought in um, <laughs> Braylon Edwards. They brought in Santonio Holmes. That allowed us to have a team around Mark Sanchez where he didn't have to be that guy, and we almost got there. But yeah. then what happened you is – I almost got there. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, guys. I just
4: had a question for you, Bart. If you, if you had the rank as in, as in terms of <laughs> yes. competency – well, you guys are all yelling over each other. Competency from leadership perspective. Who would you entrust more to surround their quarterbacks with the talent to be successful faster? If you look at the Justin Fields situation, if you look at the Jaguar situation, if you look at Zach Wilson, who do you – how would you rank those three?
0: Well, for me, I trust Joe Douglas, right, because I understand his pedigree. I trust him as a general manager because I know he comes from the school of Ozzie Newsom. And I know that he had a respect in what he did in, in Chicago, also what he did in Philadelphia. I don't really know the track records of the other general managers, but I trust Sala and I think they'll figure it out. But you know, when new coach comes in, it's usually a five year program before you, you before you try and start winning. I think the Jets are ahead of the process with some of the complimentary pieces. This isn't the same situation that they had with Sam Darnold where they failed to put protection around him. The kid just had a bad game trying to imp- impress everybody with his strong arm in the opening, you know, opening of the uh season back in Met Life. I think that he'll figure it out, but I think in a best situation Of course, Mac Jones is one. I think Zach Wilson is two. I think Phil's is three. I think Trevor Lawrence, because I don't trust Urban Meyer and how long he's there for the job, because I don't know how good he is in building a program and also having the patience to build a program because he's not going to have the best recruiting class because this isn't college. And guys and free agents
2: aren't saying, oh, let me run down to Jacksonville and go play there. Bart, real quick, because we're up against it, what's your reaction to the Bears' finally naming Justin Fields the starter. But then saying if Dalton's healthy, it's still his job.
0: Well, this gave him a soft landing, right? So you talk about a soft landing because what happens is if Fields comes in and he's not ready, they can go ahead and put him back in and say, well, you know, he he just played because Andy was hurt. So that gives him a soft landing because this kid may or may not be ready. He had 13 passes. He had an interception, you know. I don't know if he's ready or not. They see him in practice every day. I can't speak to that, but you know, you talk about he had one of the best offensive lines at Ohio State, and he still got sacked fifty-two times in twenty-two games. So, like, you don't want to ruin the kid and make him take some of those shots that can alter his um, his career going forward.
2: That's a really interesting That's point really about the o line at Ohio State and the number of sacks. The great Bart Scott, ladies and gentlemen, well, uh, you can come on, smoke. Um, let me let me breathe, Barton man. Han. Let me get my accolades. Great every day. That's it. Bart's great.
0: No, you You're say. Good. Smoke, come on, man!
4: Bart, <laughs> you had to stop yourself, Scott. Right.
0: Come on, man! <laughs> you had to stop yourself. I, I keep getting distracted because you got this matte glass on your lips, man. Why was <laughs> the, <laughs> <lips, laughs> <and> the lips <laughs> <they> be popping, <laughs> man. Know, man. Oh, man. man. We said at six morning. o'clock this morning. We said at six o'clock this morning. We thought you came in here eating fried chicken. Yeah, man. What you man. doing?
2: Jay Willem Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN News, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Dr. Pepper, call online, is 888 say ESPN 729-3776. Which NFL team should be most concerned about their current quarterback situation, Keith? I'm trying to think.
3: Which NFL team should be concerned about most Most concerned, most
2: concerned most concerned As about their current quarterback to this situation. Season, yep, right? right now, current quarterback situation. Well, uh, you, I would Big point ben, to them. Big Ben.
3: I would point Pittsburgh. to
2: Pittsburgh's a great call. I would point to the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins is a great call. What about the Texans. Texans nah, because they, they, they they've already.
3: I'm not concerned about that because they've drafted Davis Mills to be a piece. Maybe in the future, he starts. He'll force him for them. See, Wait, can I say just about Houston? Washington, no, because Washington is doing exactly what they wanted to do.
2: Miami is not.
3: Uh-huh. And Pittsburgh is doing Wait, exactly what they on, to on. do. Hold on, hold on.
2: That's <sighs> interesting to me. When it's, it's interesting because when what you're doing, you could take two situations, they look similar, but when one is according to a plan, yes. there's a lot of stuff that goes around that. When the other is not according to a plan, you don't have the, p- the things there to support what's happening.
4: I was going to say as it relates to the Houston Texans. Like, I just – I go back to Tyrod Taylor. and just, just how – I just feel like it just it's, I want to see it work out for him, but it just seems like at <laughs> every spot – you know what I mean, Key? It feels like every spot something's happening. 100%. Happened.
3: So you want to give him that advice? Hey, man, why don't you go do another job? Like I'm not <laughs> saying that because obviously <laughs> he's going to
4: fight for it. It just seems like it's like one of those things where it's perpetual issues that come just, about. It just happens.
3: He's just one of those guys. Snake and- bit. Yeah, that may be it if you believe in that sort of stuff, but I just I, I think that it's just one of those deals where it's like just nothing is going to go,
2: hasn't gone according to plan. I mean, but like a, you get your lung punctured by the team doctor and then you happen to have Justin Herbert right behind you. Like there's stuff that happened to him where you're like. Well,
3: Justin Herbert was going to be here anyway,
2: right? Cause yeah, yeah, for sure. And was but just he never a had a shot.
3: He was just a bridge. They wasn't planning on playing Justin right then and there, and then the doctor did what you said he did, and now Justin comes in. Now Tyrod has to move on. Deshaun's situation is such that, oh, okay, well, I know I'm coming here, and that situation is probably not going to get resolved anytime soon. I'm going to be the starting quarterback. He goes underneath center. Oh, now I'm hurt. Now they got Davis Mills. Now they look into him. You know, it's just like Well,
2: that's all the point. The it feels like he's
4: the guy that's a journeyman, but he could be a franchise guy. Be
2: franchise quarterback. that's
4: what i'm that's saying the part that's he, this is what the, about key yeah, this is your whole
2: thing him. about branding versus the reality like there are some guys teddy bridgewater's a good example right who on, in a parallel universe they're a franchise quarterback they never left their first team but in this one they're not is tyrod taylor one of those dudes
3: he he's just gonna be he's gonna be a bounce around guy. He'll play for all thirty two teams before it's all said and uh, done. In a
2: parallel universe, yes, if it didn't work yes. out this way,
3: would he have been a franchise quarterback? Probably not. Why why not? Tyrod Taylor because they were never going to give him the opportunity to chance. Sometimes when you come in drafted a certain way, uh-huh. they view you a certain way. Teddy's a first round pick. Yep. Even when he went to Buffalo, Brandon Bean in in the head coach up there, uh, Sean McDermott made a decision. To put the Peter Man in. The Peter Man throws five interceptions against the Chargers when they were going to the playoffs under Tyrod Taylor. Do you guys want to sneak in a call? Absolutely.
2: Man, what's sneak in a call? Uh at Key J and Max on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. Um, Malcolm. In the middle. Malcolm in the middle? Oh, it's Mal- a tweet?
3: See where it says tweets on Dr. Pepper Twitter oh, yeah. feed? I just said the K, Twitter feed. K, J, and Max. I just said to
2: him, Malcolm says the Giants. Malcolm <laughs> yeah. says the Giants is the is have the quarterback you know the 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 quarterback issue. They should be most concerned about the quarterback. I actually think Daniel Jones has played very well. I this think team.
3: Daniel Jones and honestly I think Daniel Jones is going to be a keeper, man. Yeah, I, I based on the first 2 weeks he looks yeah, good. He's yeah, he's fine. There's nothing, you know, unless he just starts to unravel. Let's grab
2: another tweet. Austin <laughs> says the Dolphins.
3: Oh, we, I right, just said we, we it, just said, yeah, we, said we, talked about we, yeah. we talked about that we talked about that because they flirting did. around with the rumor mill of Deshaun and then before that it was could Aaron Rodgers wind up there we don't we like Tua we love him he's our court when you start having to do that that's already telling me that you're not in love with him when you have to start putting stuff out there like that Kirk
4: Cousins Vikings well I mean he mm. got a boatload of money can't really get – Kirk, really.
2: Kirk Cousins got paid like an upper-middle-class quarterback. He didn't, like, set the market no, he or got something. paid like an upper-class class upper quarterback, quarterback. Mm-hmm. What was the guarantee back then? But like
3: $90 million fully guaranteed. I don't think
2: he was near the top of the market. It was
3: three years around $90 million fully oh, guaranteed. Well,
2: well, okay, that wasn't – in terms of the length of the contract, it wasn't the guarantee some other guys got. But don't forget, he had already been franchised. They were going to have to pay him. Like no, they
3: no. no, 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 no. Minnesota gave him that money when the Jets thought about giving him that money. Maybe you're and right they, Minnesota, Minnesota go and he got the first fully NBA guaranteed contract in football, but it was I a shorter at deal. the time, right? It, it was, was a like a 3 deal. to 4 year deal and it was like
2: I want to say it was averaging about 30 something million dollars a year. But is what's more important to you, the average annual value or the overall guarantee? The overall guarantee, right. but
3: it was fully guaranteed. There wasn't a 5 year Five-year deal with three years was guaranteed. No, right. it was just a three-year deal it was, a 90, deal fully if it was a 90
2: guarantee, that wasn't like what Wentz and those guys were getting. It was about no, $18 million off. It was before Wentz yeah, and It them. didn't reset the
3: market, did it? Yes. I don't remember that at all. Absolutely. Google it. You know how you like to do that on that computer?
4: Well, I'm going with the elephant brain on this one. It mean, seems like he can... Listen, deep into those. He, he may be, his, he may be <laughs> a little puffy, <laughs> but I wouldn't call him elephant. That's not I, right, Jay. Wait, a no, just talk about so, the way he, <laughs> he can remember. That's okay,
3: okay. Yeah. now you're getting ready to have me attack you on national radio and TV Uh-oh. verbally.
2: I'm working on it. Wait a minute, I'm working on it. Are you talking about my? I gun? would have, chubby, Keyshawn, Jay have Will, and chubby Max. Than X that X with long Joe face. Montana.
0: Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.